Welcome back, everybody. This is Ahmed. Wow! That's crazy. I wasn't ready. That's so crazy. And this is that's true. And this is the Brotherly Love Podcast. How are you guys doing? This is episode twenty-seven. Hope you guys having a great day so far. Whether it be morning time, whether it be nighttime, evening, you know what I'm saying. Just keeping it how it is. Good morning, beautiful, beautiful people. How are you guys doing today? Yes, sir. Yes, so, yes, so. <laughs> I'm back, mother suckers. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, how are you feeling, bro? Bro, honestly, I feel great, man. I do, too. I, I don't know great. why. Like, I, I woke up on a... Actually, no, I do know. Because mm. last time we were talking, you told me about uh, having a, a nighttime routine. So I really took time. Because, like, especially the past, like, two weeks, bro, like, school's been on my ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been, like, every single day I have, like, two meetings. I got to do these assignments, projects, whatever. So I came back home, and it was, like, 9.30. And initially, I'm just like, bro, I'm just I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? I want to go to sleep. But I could tell something in my mind. I was like, I need to write some shit down. So I wrote down everything that happened yesterday. I was just trying to be mindful. Like, okay, what did I do this time? At this time, who did I talk to? All these other things. And just how I was feeling in every single moment. And I re- and it revealed so much. I just kept going and going and going. My mind was just going. And it was crazy to see the effect that writing had on my mental. Because as soon as I wrote it down, wallahi, Luffy, my mind was at peace. You know, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was crazy to see. Mm. Yeah. Write out your pains. Yeah, no, no, no definitely. Mm. And I was talking to my friend uh, on the phone because I was, I came back and I was listening to my old music. And I was just like, yo, like, some of these tracks, like, I never released ever or showed anyone. I was like, why haven't I dropped it, right? And then I started to think back to my catalog and think back to um, everything in that that kind of sort. And I was like, ah, I think I just needed to experience life a little bit more. So that way, the the content on the music is raw. It's authentic. You grasp a moment. Yeah, you can you can revisit it and yeah. revamp it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And put it out the in a way that you couldn't even conceive before. Mm. I look at that a lot with like my writings, for instance, because like there's a a lot of stuff that I have written that I've never put out, you know, quote yeah. unquote published or or anything like that. And like, I believe it's the same sentiment. You know, it's like I think it's. I need to go experience life and go through certain challenges and experiences so that I can revisit those writings and like put put in the work that so that it will like come out on like the level that I want it to come out to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of times we force ourselves to either write or to stick into our creative uh, outlets. And I think a lot of times that can actually be very detrimental on us. You know, like I know I was listening to uh, there is a interview with Big Sean and Joe Budden and it's called like the pull up series. So, oh, Joe, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so Joe Budden just, you know, he just invites people on and they just have a conversation. And, you know, Big Sean was saying he was like, yeah, like, honestly, for a while, I was just kind of out of it. Like he didn't really feel like himself. Um, he didn't really make music. You know what I'm saying? Like he was going through so much um, at the same time. Because of those life experiences, when he did go record, every single, like, I'm not sure if you listened to Detroit, too. I heard it was fire. Bro, mm. amazing. Mm. Like, I, like, it's rare for me to listen to an album all the way through. And maybe, like, there's only, like, maybe one song I was like, oh, I don't like that right now. Mm-hmm. And then it grew on me. 
You know, I was like, yo, like this is this is how you know that you must, you must take in the essence of life in order for you to create something so beautiful. Because, mm. you know, life imitates art. Art imitates life, mm. you know? Maybe he's in his bag, you know. That's how I saw it, yeah. Shout out Big Sean, bro. That man, that man was in his bag. He still is in his and bag. And the symbolic thing about it is, like, being in your bag means, like, you're in the darkest place possible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Do you think so? Yeah. I think, I think to create at a super high level, you got to be alone. Yeah. You know? Like, you have to be in your own. Mm. And, and in tune with yourself. Like, you got to be in your bag. Like, you got to be in, in what you know and what you're afraid of at the same time. <laughs> That's you so know, crazy. it's what you carry around with you. Yeah. It's your talent. It's your your special spark that you have that no one else has. It's your bag and you're in it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's a dangerous place to be because that's where chaos and creativity meet. That's true. Hmm. I never considered that. Like crazy is just the other side of creative. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I can definitely, definitely agree. I thought it was just interesting because um, before I went to sleep, I probably mentioned this in, in an earlier podcast, but there is a, a scene from Naruto mm. where he is uh, he's meditating in front of this waterfall. And pretty much there's a war going on outside. He doesn't know about it yet, but there's a war going on outside. And they're telling him, like, you need to uh, have mastery over yourself in order to control the nine tails fox that's inside of you, the demon that's inside of you. And so he's meditating in the waterfall. And then there's an evil version that walks out of that waterfall. And at first they're they're just th- they're scrapping, you know, what I'm saying just on site, just like, mm, 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 right. For like hours. And they get like, he gets so tired. He's like, yo, I can't win. I can't win. Right. And he realizes like, wait, you're me. So, you know, every single move that I'm going to do. So you're just going to mimic exactly what I'm going to do. Mm. And then he realizes at first it was like, it was, it was daunting. He was like, this is a lot. This is a lot of pressure. He went back in with a whole different set in mind. And he was like, let me confront my heart real quick. And one thing that, uh, (laughs) that he needed to confront was that he didn't sign an autograph at the ramen shop or something like that, because for him, he was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Um, and so he he did an autograph. He was like, look, this is my autograph. This is who I am. And then the evil version was just crying about pain and the torment that he felt for so many years. And so the evil version was running up, just about to punch the hell out of him, right? He hugs him. Mm. He just hugs him. And he's like, it's okay to feel how you're feeling. But you're me. And we can't keep that, like harboring inside of us for so long yeah mm. those shows man <laughs> bro anime shows bro they, they have so many like life lessons in them man honestly no, i didn't watch too many of them so you watch Yu-Gi-Oh, right i'm watching Yu-Gi-Oh. i right played now. i think i played it more than i watched it, to be mm. honest i'm but i did Yu-Gi-Oh. i did i did like watching it mm. i mean yeah no, Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually... It's a funny-ass anime. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> funny? Because it's like... Because you know it's made for kids in terms mm-hmm. of how like they're talking and stuff like that. It's like the power of friendship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, like that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's kind of funny. Oh, uh, I wanted to touch up on a topic that um, a friend of mine uh, reached out to me. Um, he was like, yo, like I listen to your guys' podcast, but I've never seen you guys talk about this certain thing. Um, and it could be kind of sensitive. I wouldn't say like a trigger warning, but just it could be sensitive. Um, addictions, right? And he was like, yo, like for a while he was um, he was addicted to weed and like pills, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. 
And he was like wondering like, yo, how can I um, kind of just better myself or get out of that, that mind space? Um, and I guess the question is have, and the thing is with addictions in general, it's not always drugs or pills, you know what I'm saying? Addictions can be in literally any fashion. If you have a dependency on anything, that's an addiction. Um, so have you ever came across something in your life that you had an addiction for? Of course. <laughs> of course, man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I have a, a like a very all or nothing personality. Mm. So a lot of times I find it really easy for myself to get engrossed in something beyond a healthy level. Mm. And even with things that are usually defined as healthy, you know, so even in terms of working out, you know, like there's there's ways of using working out and exercising as escapism, you know, and like in that way, it becomes an addiction where it's like, yo, I need to do this thing. Right. And in me doing it, I feel justified in me not doing other things that I know I need to be doing or, you know, I'm going to just do this. And it creates a false narrative of productivity, not even sense of productivity a false narrative of productivity that you're able to tell yourself, but it's not how you really feel. Like you really feel like, yo, I should have done this, that, or the other. So like even with healthy quote unquote things, like working out for instance, or exercising, like there's, there's easy ways to, to become addicted to it. But of course, like that's not like what you're kind of hinting at, right? I mean, uh, that's that's a good addiction quote unquote, but there's also bad addictions as well. Yeah. And like that same personality trait of mine, has has had me addicted to a lot of different things over my years. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like I was addicted to weed. You know, mm. I was addicted to pornography. I was addicted to masturbation. You know, and those were all things that I had to learn to overcome as a man and as a individual so that I could like tame myself mm. and redirect that energy into other things and become addicted, quote unquote, into more fruitful ventures. You know, and it's not to say like I never slip up or I never or, you know, no, I'm a human being, bro. Like, you know, I still, you know, smoke weed. I still have sex on occasion. I really don't look at porn. I'm not really a fan, but on occasion I'll Mm -hmm. look, you know what I'm saying? And at all those times, that's me falling from grace. And I feel in that moment my my downfall almost. Mm. And it's not immediately. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I mean, with some stuff, for instance, like it happens. Yeah. Like it, as soon like as the, it happens, you're like, oh my God, why did I, you know what I'm saying? Why did I even do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and it's almost like a natural male reaction. The crazy thing is, is like the, the guilt that comes from masturbating. People talk about that a lot and stuff like that. And it's interesting for me because like, I've never felt guilt after I like, after I've had sex, for instance. Yeah. Like, I've never had that feeling, but I felt it with masturbation. Some people could say, like, that's a social conditioning or a, or after watching pornography or whatever. Like, um, and some people could say, like, that's a social conditioning that came into you. And that's why you feel this deep religious guilt or conviction or whatever. But I just look at it as, like, a signal that this joint ain't for me. No, yeah. The, <laughs> you know this, what I'm saying? This is what I was going to say about it. And I'm glad that you brought up, like, good addictions and then also, like, negative addictions. I feel like... Uh, for me in terms of like my good addiction is that every day in some type way form fashion whatever i do something creatively you know what i'm saying like i never let myself just not do something whether it be journaling whether it be writing music whether it be making content like i always want to make sure that i'm improving 
in some kind of way so that when I look back from a year from now, I'm like, yo, like it's, so I remember those days when I was struggling to do this, or I remember I, those days I was struggling to do that. Um, but in terms of, of negative addictions, yeah, uh, I can, I can definitely agree. Like I remember I was 18 in college, a freshman. And if you asked me like, oh, like, can you summarize like your like first semester or even like kind of like your second semester of like the days or the months that happened? I can't <laughs> for the simple fact that every single day I smoked a blunt. I would wake up at five in the morning or six in the morning and go outside and smoke. That's how you know someone's like, all right, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I would literally wake up and the first thing that was on my mind was to smoke. Um, and then over time, especially when I was like, I think it was a sophomore, um, and then into my junior year, I realized I was like, I have a pornography addiction. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think a lot of dudes, they, uh, they're afraid to admit that because as society is seen as like, oh, dudes are dogs. What do you mean? Like, they're always horny. They're always at it. But that's the thing, right? Dudes are not always horny. They're looking for intimacy. That's the reason being of why they watch it, right? Is that they, that there is a crave, there's a craveness to have intimacy in their life, but they receive that energy of in of wanting intimacy and equate it to horny. Mm. And I think that's the that's like the biggest like flaw that I've I've had to like understand. And I think that's the reason why I've been journaling for like a year and a half. And I would learn through every single journal entry, I'm like, oh, I relapsed this day. I relapsed this day. And I like I count it. And some obviously sometimes it'll be worse than others. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even think about it and then it'll come back, right? But that's the thing. I don't think that anyone relapsing is even a bad thing. I think that and as long as I feel like the second that you claim that you want to stop, of course, there's going to be challenges. But every single barrier that you relapse or that you face, that just means you're one step closer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's I don't know. It's, I mean, right now, I, I would say I'm in a definitely a better spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I have a lot more mastery over it. I feel like I'm able to understand my reasonings and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I know it can eat people alive. Like, it's not an easy thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so for me, like, for instance, with smoking, like, I don't mind getting high from time yeah. to time. I mean, I don't, Who doesn't? I don't, exactly. I don't have an issue with that. My issue is, like, Smoking, <laughs> it's not like I like the act of it, and it's bad for your lungs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, like that's something that I have to work on. The other two haven't been really that big of an issue now in my life, and a lot of that's because, like, a you know, I've learned, like you said, like you hit on something huge earlier, and I, I want to go into like <laughs> the, you know the difference between you know sex and intimacy, mm -hmm. you know, and and the psychology behind that. You know, that a lot of people are like missing. But for me, you know, of course, like you have natural urges and stuff like that as a man, you know, mm -hmm. but I was also in a relationship for a while. So it wasn't an issue for me. And in a relationship, it's like it's idiotic almost for me to for me, like to think about yeah. masturbating, like not like you. I've never done it in a relationship, but it's like I'm saving this for my girl. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's the mentality that I have, like in the relationship. So it's like 
Why would I want to cheat? In no, yeah, no, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> not cheat, but no, like, yeah, yeah, but I'm, cheat what I can give her yeah. sexually. You and know and unfortunately, saying? I I had to I faced that. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? everyone does. Yeah, bro. like, like there is we're a, just being honest about this. Yeah, man, I'm just being 100 <laughs> percent honest. Like that's the thing. Like when I'm on here, there's no reason to hide. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like there's definitely stuff that I battle with, and that I face. But I know for a fact, if I'm able to be vulnerable about something that I'm dealing with. I know for a fact one person is going to be like, you deal with that, I deal with that. And it gives a sense of community and understanding that I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one that goes through these things, right? So I was in a relationship before, like, that, yeah, we were we were having sex or whatever, but, like, I was still doing that. Because at the time, I wasn't being mindful of wanting intimacy and equating to horny. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Yeah, but continue. Let's let's go in on that in a yeah, second yeah. because, you know, like like you said, like a lot of let's talk specifically guys for a second, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys they can't tell the difference between their need for intimacy and their and their desire for sex. Yeah, right. And because of that, they're not able to a develop healthy relationships with women mm. and b redirect their sexual energy towards helping them fulfill their purpose. Mm. You know, um, transmutation. Exactly. Like, you know, that sexual energy that you have as a man is the strongest force that that is alive. And you can feel it, too. Bro, and the thing people don't realize is that it compelled us as men to do everything. Yeah. Literally everything. Like, the reason deep down psychologically that I want to be this huge, successful, blah, 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 and I'm out here doing this and working, and, and, I'm, and I'm in the and I'm in the gym, and I realized I was stuttering. <laughs> I glitched. <laughs> Luffy just buffered. <laughs> uh, you remember uh, that YouTube video? It was like uh, the book of Eli, the, <laughs> the, rap, the rapper guy. <laughs> I did it. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> Book of Eli to all my subscribers. Played a two card street card named Desire. There was that one line who is like, um, You look like Rosie O'Donnell in a bisexual bridal <laughs> <Friday> shower. <laughs> Yo, bro, shout out our guy Eli Porter, man. Yo, hit that us up fire. if you want to be on the pod. That shout out fire. Eli Porter. No, yeah, but continue, continue. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember where I was. We're talking about uh, why you have this, like, such a, a big. Um, psychological want to be this big, uh, successful. You okay, know, so yeah. so men. Okay, why are all these dudes in the gym working out? They want to get laid. Why are all these? Why are I, all, I would argue, but I, I I also understand in terms of the physical needs. Yes. Why Why are they? You know, why are we out doing our business? Why are we trying to get you know a wife and get laid and have kids? And why are we out doing? It's all to get laid. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And if it just kind of, you simplify things to that extent to, you know, to a degree, then it becomes real obvious that like the men are pursuing the women, like they're, they're positioning themselves so that the women pursue them almost. Mm-hmm. They're pursuing, they're competing with each other to position themselves yeah. so that the, you know, and the women are doing the same thing. Yeah. It's like, it's a competition for position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, competition for position. Yeah, competition. No, position. <laughs> no, I I definitely agree. Like I I remember like like I said the past two weeks have been a lot in terms of school. So it required me to like just buckle down. I'm going to the library every day for three to four hours. I'm studying my ass off. Like I'm just focused, right? 
And I remember it was it was crazy. It was um <laughs> no, it was actually yesterday. Uh, <laughs> so uh I went to go get a uh, boba tea, right? Oh, fire. Yeah, you remember you fire. Ma- bro, mango passion fruit. Fire. Yeah, boba tea is disgusting though. Oh, f- you. <laughs> uh, and so I went to uh Kroger, right? Cuz Wilder was like, "Yo, can you get me like this iced coffee creamer thing?" I'm like, "All right, cool." So I walk in and like I don't know why, but like the instant I walked in, I could just tell like there was this this gravitating energy towards me. Like everywhere I was walking, like people were just like just like naturally just turning. And you can like, and I know like with a lot of dudes, like I know I know a lot of dudes who do like they masturbate like once a day, who do twice a day, th- like three times a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was something for me a long time ago that was common. You know what I'm saying? But like now it's like I'm I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? The, every time that I quote unquote relapse, I realize I'm like, yo, this is kind of dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not really beneficial. At right? all. At all, right? <laughs> like, like, like even like, yeah, but continuing on, like, even if you go three days without doing it, right? There's just a different sense and a different feeling behind who you are. You know, like I remember one time, this was in like October, like late October. Um, my friend had like this birthday weekend and I went and I went up there. Great time, you know what I'm saying, with my friends. Obviously COVID safe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I remember when I walked in the room initially, I could tell, I was like, yo, I feel like this shit right now. <laughs> but not in, a, not in an egotistical way, but just more so like, I know what I bring to the table. So yeah, I just, I think it's, um, I think it's something that men all have to battle with. Um, but I think there's just a certain point in time you just you just start hating the fact that you're lacking in something. Mm. Right? Like when like I would I don't want to wake up feeling like shit. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to wake up like, oh, I have to do this and do this. I wanna be excited. I wanna be like ambitious and be like, yo, I get to do this. I get to go work out. Boom, boom, boom. I get to have these conversations with my friends. Da-da-da-da-da. Make these moves. You know what I'm saying? Like you should be excited. For life itself, like, yeah. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the, str- like, going back to, I feel like I don't think I, I, I concluded the point, but. Uno <laughs> <laughs> reverse card. <laughs> yeah. The, that energy, that sexual energy is the strongest energy. Like, you think back to, um, like, go back to why do dudes, like, a lot of guys be in the club and they don't even like being in the club. But, that's so weird. But why, it's not weird though, if you, if you go back to that central thing is they're trying to get laid. You know mm. what I'm saying? And like, and in that, like, and, and I'm saying all those times I'm saying they're trying to get laid. What I'm, what I'm saying is look how much energy is being spent on, even just positioning yourself for, for sexual success. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And in that same way, like a lot of people try to do it more directly. Like for instance, like they spend a lot of energy swiping, on dating apps and creating profiles and they spend a lot of energy getting dressed up and going out and doing this and trying to meet people and they could take all that energy on a basic level and i'm not even talking metaphysical oh my god you just on that basic level your time your money your resources that type of energy your human capital and putting it into growing your business into like i said positioning yourself because you can position short term, like at the club, like, okay, let me go get dressed up, position myself so that tonight I'll be successful. Or you can look at it from the viewpoint of like, let me take that same energy and position it so that I'm always be successful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what men who, instead of going to the club or instead of, you know, 
jacking off and, and spending those however long time to do that shit, they're mm-hmm. taking that same amount of energy and and just grinding and just yeah. putting it into yo i had this you know since they have extra bursts of energy oh no let me call up my friend and that sparks a relationship that does this and that and then you could be talking to this and that and then you guys can end up starting a business and next thing you know you've positioned yourself where you don't need to go to the club like yeah. the party comes to you because people want to be around you it's reminding me of a Drake line. Uh, well, all my closest friends out partying, I'm, I'm just here making all the music that they party to. I felt that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, party on, party on. I remember like the like in my sophomore year, bro. I didn't go to any parties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like one at the beginning. After that, I was like, nah, this ain't really for me. And it's not to like down it at all because I, I believe like. You should celebrate. You know what I'm saying? But like when it was like a every weekend thing, people were going out partying. I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all's priorities right now in your life isn't where my priorities are right now. And I knew that it would take a long time for me to be where I am right now, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, too. You know, like I always I always see a lot of gurus and like spokespeople when it talks about the sacral sacral energy and like transmuting they always talk about like grinding and get your business done and da 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 right cool that's great at the same time there's a lot of emotional backlog that you've never addressed you know what i'm saying like i feel like there's a quote i forgot who it is but it's like men have two lives the first life and the second life when they realize they only have one life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then there's a certain transition or turning point that you have in your life where you realize damn the the energy i was spending on wanting to get women's attention a lot of men don't want to realize it or admit it but a lot of times they spend time wanting a woman's attention and i'm not going to sit here and be like i've never done that nigga what do you mean you know what i'm saying like i'm a like romantic you know what i'm saying i love like talking to women it's so good but like i said there's a certain point where you realize i'm done playing this game it's kind of stupid. You know what I'm saying? In the meantime, let me hone in on my craft. Let me talk to those that I love and I care for. Let me build the relationships and build the connections genuinely. Not because I want something outside of it, but genuinely because I'm like, yo, I love what you're doing. Let's talk. And that's it. And that's how things just start. Like, it's like a domino effect. Things just start multiplying and multiplying. And then it creates something even bigger. Like, I don't know what it is, but I always, I've always noticed like the times where I would transmute that sacral energy, right? That sexual energy into something else. And I continuously do things, blessings would fall on my lap a lot more freely than before. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think before you were blocking a lot of those blessings, of course, whether you knew it or not, because while, while God was trying to connect with you, you were trying to connect with some girl on Tinder. Because while God was was trying to send you, because while God was trying to send you, you know, some some new opportunity, you were too busy, you know, jacking off. Yeah. You know, literally. And and that's that's, you know, going back to the core of it, you know, you asked the question of, you know, almost why do why is there so many people in this trap? Why mm. are so many people in that first life? You know, they why are so many men, they haven't reached that second life where that switch hasn't come on, where they're like, what am I doing? Mm. <laughs> you know, and and it's not a singular thing too. It's not like that's the that's the one almost like caution or caveat that I want to throw in is that of course, you know, I've battled with going back to addictions. Like I've battled with a different addictions and different challenges and struggles throughout my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was 
18, I was partying. Every, you said every weekend. I promise you, three days a week, every week. Mm. For Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. When I when I got a little bit more money, when I was 21, 22, I was addicted to cocaine. Mm. Waking up, doing lines of coke, smoking weed to come down, you know, drinking coffee. I was just, I was losing weight, you know, like just as different stages in your life come, there's different things that you're going to have to overcome. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But going back to it, you said, why... Why are so many people stuck in that first mindset? Well, how come they can't reach that second one and realize what is it that I'm doing? I need to make some major switch when they're in that challenge or struggle yeah. because they're going to come to us at all different times. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was actually going to touch up on that. Um, I mean, wait. I, I can I can give you like certain like ideas I had and maybe that might spark something for I got you. it. I got it. Oh, you got, got it? it? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Go ahead. Here it here it is. Yeah, it, just takes, <laughs> it takes a second sometimes it to does. connect all the it's dots. Okay. It's okay, it's okay, it's <laughs> okay. It's the difference between happiness and satisfaction. Hmm. You know, like you were saying, you wanting to create satisfaction in your relationships with other people, you know, instead of, you know, you jacking off or, you know, going to going to smoke a blunt. For the fourth time today. That's no, I'm I'm so dead ass. That's exactly how it was, bro. Yeah, bro. Exactly you know when you were like, bro. You know, I wake up and I and I immediately smoke. I was like, just one, like, <laughs> <laughs> just one. I was like, bro. Like, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Nah, like, but mm-hmm. but you know, it goes back to it's it's happiness versus satisfaction. I think we have a culture that pushes short term happiness as as a long term goal, mm. where happiness is just. In emotion, just like sadness and anything else. And, and that means it's fleeting. Mm. And what you should try to find is something long-term and sustainable, like satisfaction through the relationships that you have with other people. Because that general sense of satisfaction and fulfillment will give you something to go back to when times get tough. Mm. Yeah. Uh, peace of mind and contentment. More, mm. more than success or more than than happiness or whatever and the thing is is that 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 fle- that short-term happiness can be in anything right let's say for instance if you were driving down the highway and you see a sign that says like oh food exit if you look at all the logos of all the fast food signs a lot of them are red and yellow yeah mcdonald's is red and yellow but there's always ones that like have like specific things because those certain colors psychologically in our like our head means like happiness whatever so we immediately go that's the reason why mcdonald's is like one of the biggest fast food industries right um no what i was gonna say is i think another main reason why that uh men and women i don't want to make this a certain men thing because i remember i didn't learn until like three or four months ago that like women have post-nut clarity too i thought that was just a guy thing Right. But no, a lot of girls were like telling me, like, no, like I deal with that issue a lot. And I was like, huh. So this is a universal thing. It's not just men. So I think what it is, is the reason why that men and women can't pass that that phase of their life or at least start to make the efforts to get into the next phase of life is that there is an emotional blockage that they haven't addressed yet. Right. Like a lot of times. For, for men and women, pornography was introduced to them either late elementary school or early middle school. 
You know what I'm saying? Like the kids with the phones, like they're, they got, bro, I remember elementary school, like late elementary school or early middle school, niggas with the PSP, bro. These niggas had like porn videos downloaded on their PSPs. And you know what I'm saying? Like they would show everyone. So everyone's exposed to this. So it's like, because you see it as like a, a satisfaction, especially when you get into like puberty, like when you first get into puberty, you have so much like sexual energy that you never had before. So you're like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Right. And the first instinct that you have is I'm going to do this. Right. And yeah, you experiment with it. Cool. At the same time, that becomes an outlet, your only outlet. And you don't grow from that. So like in high school or even college, like they still have that same problem because there was another emotional layer that they needed to face Mm -hmm. and they were unable to face it. Mm -hmm. It's hard though. It's not, it's not an easy thing. I'm going to just say that right now. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I just, I I know it all. I discovered it all. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a human. Like I still deal with these things every day, you know? And like, I always learn emotional layers and like, why like either toxic masculinity or the reason why I feel this way when this topic is brought up and it all roots to either a past relationship where something was traumatizing, but you didn't realize it at the time or a childhood trauma where something happened. You didn't realize it at the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man, you got to speak your traumas out. Hell yeah. You got to, and, and the power of speaking it out is that to get to the point of speech, you have to mentally process. Yeah. You have to sit there and think about why do I feel this way and what were the different connections? And then you're able to think of and get to the words that finally descri- accurately describe what it is exactly that mm. happened. And that's a that experience is emotionally releasing. Yeah. That's like pulling out one little pin or one little blockage from that drain pipe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That So that things can flow freely. So that... God can flow freely through you and Mm. you can connect with them and get to that higher spiritual self where you're able to um, create and live in your purpose on a day by day basis. And you're not consuming yourself with with damn like, yo, let me go talk to Shadi over here. Yo, we got to go out tonight. Yo, let me go. You know, I got to you spend three hours trying to get some weed and getting bottles for girls and you don't even get laid that night. Mm. And all and you did all of it not to have fun. You did all of it to get laid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you spent all that energy like on the wrong thing. Yeah, and and that's that's such a big, uh, big thing I had to learn. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, especially when I was going out, whatever, my instinct was like, all right, I'm a bag as many shorties <laughs> as I can. You know what I'm saying? And then like you just start to realize when you put that energy out into the universe, people can can read it Easy. very easily. Easy. They, they can just tell like, oh, like you're. I know what your intentions are and they're, they're very like put off by it. Um, and I've always noticed, always, regardless. I remember it was my my 21st birthday um, and it was, um, there was a, a gala, a Black Excellence Gala. Beforehand, there was an art show. I was part of the art show. I went there, bro, I had the great, like the energy in that room, bro. Great. I just talked to everyone, had a genuinely good time. Like, yo, how y'all doing? Da, 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 da. Bought an art piece, you know what I'm saying? It was great. And then afterwards, I was like, I'm heading out. I'm about to go turn up with my friends. That was the that was the mission. I was like, I'm just here to have a great time with my friends, be present with my friends. That was the that was the purpose. And I remember like my my friends like uh were like the like the girls and part of the squad because like there's um there's three there's Maya, Alexis, and Ruth, and then there's Carl, me, and Brandon. So it's like an equal you know equal balance. And they were always telling me like when we're dancing, like yo, like Shadi's looking at you, Ahmed. I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? 
And they're like, yo, bro, like she she's mad staring at you. I was like, ah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't pay any mind. And that that alone let me know, like, oh, I've progressed even before hand. Cause before I used to be like, oh, let me try to talk to these chicks and da-da-da-da. No, I'm gonna have a great time. And then these chicks are one gonna talk talk to me. Exactly. And that's a plus. That's not like the end goal. That's just a plus. So yeah. Exactly. You just have a good time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Life is really super simple. We just make but it complicated. It's not easy. Yeah. It's so simple. It's just not easy, man. Because mm. of our experiences and how we have to dive into, so, like, like I said, like every single day, bro, there's something mentally I have to clear. There's something emotionally I have to clear about myself. Every day. Every day. And it can get very tiring. It's like, I don't want to deal with this. So then you resort back to, who you once were applying escapism, yeah, and you applied the past modules to go who smoke you are. this blunt, yeah, <laughs> and like, and I and I get it though at the same time, right? Like sometimes it's like sometimes you need to, but when you do those things, like feel those low moments. Like I know a lot of people want to escape it because they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this pain. But if you're able to feel that much pain, imagine how much contentment that you can feel even afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Kevin Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin Samuels. Kevin, Kevin Samuels. Samuels. Mm. Kevin Samuels. <laughs> I was watching, uh, uh, some of his clips on, on Instagram and he has like these animation bits now where it's like, uh, a parallel of him and the, the woman that they're talking to. But low key, I'm like, yo, this could, this could be like real, uh, Depending on who you give it to, like misogynistic because of how the cartoon is and stuff. Um, why do you think that? Oh, question for men because I don't want this to be like women, women, women. Because I hate, I hate people who do that shit. It's so annoying, right? Why do you think that men um, expect so much from women? Because I remember the last the question we did before was why do women expect so much from men? I, I believe um, so. Why do men expect so much from women? Mm. That's a real good question, mm-hmm. honestly. You brought it up in the context of Kevin Samuels, so I'm going to answer within the context of Kevin Samuels, kind okay. of, okay. And then I'll bring it out to the general public. Okay. And the reason I have to make that distinction is because Kevin Samuels talks to like, and when I say talks to, obviously a lot of people listen to him that don't fit the, the bill. Of course. Right. But when I say talks to him, I'm saying that he's speaking about some, like a small minutia of the population, like mm. 15, 20% of the population at most, maybe 10% really like mm-hmm. of the population, like. That's the the percentage of people that he's talking to. And if you're in that population, then I disagree. Like, not I disagree, but then I, I don't think that it's too much necessarily to ask for certain things. Mm-hmm. I think generally, the question is why, why do men expect so much from women? Yes. I think if you're, you know, just, just let's put it on the general spectrum and get straight to it. Mm-hmm. If you're a normal guy, what you should expect 
is a normal girl. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a great guy, it's not wrong to expect mm. an, a great girl. Mm. Okay. That's ultimately what I think it comes down to. The issue arises in that a lot of people can't admit that they're average. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with being average. It's just seen as insulting. Mm. I'm average in different things, right? And you're average in different things. And of course. I'm great at certain things and you're great at certain things. But when we're talking specifically about the dating market, like you're evaluated on like certain things, right? And on those certain metrics, if you line up as average, you should expect someone average. Like, and, and this saying is like, for some reason, it's interesting to me that like me saying this on a very basic level, like, and Kevin Samuels just expressing this on a, on a more pointed level has caused such uproar mm. because that's ultimately what it comes down to. If you went to school and got C's all throughout high school, you wouldn't expect to go to Harvard mm. or Yale or Princeton or whatever. You'd expect to go to your normal, your state school, maybe community college, like just what the normal average person does. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But if you got straight A's and you got a 1600 on the SAT, you can expect to get into a top university. It may not be Harvard. You know what I'm saying? But maybe you'll get Stanford. You know, and that's cool, but you can expect that. Or Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like, you can expect that. And like, yeah. that's ultimately what I think it, it, it like, all it is, is that a lot of people don't know where they really rank when like, and that's because, because they don't know either A, what the metrics are or B, how they stack up. Mm. Do you think uh, the lack of self-awareness comes from... Comes from not being able to like see those metrics, um, or do you think like the lack of self aware self awareness just comes from like just not being mindful of the actions that they're putting in? This, I think it's the second, second one. one. I think it's I think it's for instance, right? If I'm a, if I'm twenty eight year old man, twenty mm-hmm. five year old man, whatever, and you're living at home. You can't expect for the top IG model, quote unquote, bad, you know, whatever to be coming after you Mm. because you're flawed in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? And like, so, so you have to, you have to be real about like what it is that you can offer someone and what other people can offer them and like why they would choose to, to mate with you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In a biological sense. Yeah, like, why would they choose to mate with you? And if you can be honest with yourself and be like, all right, like, yo, I drive a a 2010 Toyota Camry, you know, and I live at home and I make 45,000 a year and I'm still building, but, you know, I'm not really there. I'm like, you know, 26 years old. It's like, all right, like, you're doing some things, you know, but in a lot of other areas, like, like, you're not there. Like, you're not, you can't. Like, you got to just be real. Like, bro, you make 45000 Like, that's good for you, you know, but that's not good for you and the wife and, the, you know what I'm saying? And especially if you consider, like, there's literally, like, 
your average, if you consider, yo, bro, there's people who you add an extra zero onto that and that enters you into the 1%. Like the people mm-hmm. who make about four fifty to $500,000 a year, that's about when you're getting into 1% type money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, you're like, you're, you're completely average. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, and like some things are a little higher, like, Hey, you, you know, you might have a little nice car you make a little bit of money maybe or whatever, but like you live at home and like, it just balances out to average. But like, and I don't think like people can be honest with that because they see themselves as their potential. Mm. <laughs> Bars. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, a lot of times, even when I'm in public, right, um, I'll notice, let's say, for instance, I'm in public and there's like a certain like, not a scuffle, but like a certain interaction that someone has with someone else and like they're arguing about something. Immediately, they defend what they do and who I am and and all these things. And they place such an importance on their lives or the things that they do. And I feel like that can, that can honestly hinder you in so many ways, right? Like if you, like even like for myself, I don't put myself on such an important scale and I do all these things. No, because I know I'm like, even if I was like, let's say for instance, like, the status of like Dwayne Johnson, right? This man is multi-millionaire famous, right? Those things don't equate to your worth as a person, right? So I feel like if I'm if I'm supposed to be this high value person, I have all this potential and I get into this argument with someone else, my first instinct shouldn't be, do you know who I am? That that already when I see a girl do that, when I see a dude do that, or like they just argue just to argue. You are below par to me. I'm like, you're not anything because you really took your energy and decided I'm going to argue about this certain thing that involves my ego. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I think the metrics in terms of the physical, right? The car, the money, the house, you know, da, 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 that definitely is is part of it. But there's also emotional aspects, right? Like I, I myself couldn't ask. I'm like, I want a fully stabilized emotional woman, da, 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 da. And I still have work to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't ask for that. Like, what I can ask for is I want someone who is diligently working on themselves every single day and we grow together. That's because that's that's who I am right now. You know what I'm saying? Then we work together. Even like with money, I can't ask the world or like, oh, I deserve a, a woman to to have six figures. I'm unemployed, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's because people value themselves a lot more than where they're actually placed in terms of the ranking of the world. So kind of like this, there's a, there's a actual state and then there's the, the want kind of thing, like the, the full actualization of where you want to be. And sometimes there's a dissonance in them. Mm. Mm. You said a lot of good things, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. Yeah, <laughs> we need a sound effect thing, like for. Yeah, we definitely like for, do. For like after you speak, I could be like bars. <laughs> oh, that would be fire. <laughs> or another one, fire, fire, <laughs> fire, fire. It'd be like the Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> it's porks. <laughs> I, I, I it's hate, porks. <laughs> I hate the intro so bad with that because literally, as soon as they start at first. No, at first, they have the conver- like a little conversation, and then they start, and then Joe butted after every two words. I'm like, bro, I'd like to announce. We are now. The Joe Budden podcast is officially. 
moving to Patreon. <laughs> I don't understand. It reminds me. Uh, have you seen that that Drake freestyle? Um, and he was he was in the UK, and there was a certain like it wasn't with Tim Westwood. Is it the five eight? Oh wait, wait, freestyle like long time ago? No, not even long time ago. It was actually pretty recent. Um, he did a freestyle on this like UK radio, um, but it wasn't Tim Westwood. It was someone else. But literally, he was like, "We have my man, boom, boom." Oh yeah, my man Drake. <laughs> boom, boom. I remember that. After every, even when Drake was trying to talk, he's like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> it's like, Yo. Drake in the building, boom. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> yeah, going back to it, bro. Kevin, um, Kevin Samuels. I, like I said, I think he speaks to certain segment of the population mm-hmm. that all men want to be yeah. in. So a lot of men tune in too and then get satisfaction from him telling a lot of women that they don't qualify for those men. Even though a lot of men, I'm not saying all men who watch the yeah. show don't fit the segment, but I would... Easily wager majority of the people who watch his show don't fit the category of the type of man he's talking about, mm. you know, and that's okay, you know. But I also think that a lot of them get some sort of unhealthy satisfaction from watching him rightfully, in a lot of ways, put women in their place who think that they deserve something that they don't, mm. just like he rightfully puts a men lot of men in their place yeah. who think that they deserve a woman that they don't, you know. Like, I, I completely agree with you, there is a huge emotional aspect to, to these, like, to the things. And, and he talks about that, you know, and I think, and he, uh, you know, alludes to it a lot of times too. Like, I mean, I think for sure, like the way that, uh, uh, you know, like for instance, a feminine woman, you know, a woman who's attentive, she's not going to get into an argument like that where she's going to, and just the same way that a man who's a man, you know what I'm saying? He's not a grown boy, <laughs> He's not going to get into an argument where he feels the need to raise his voice and ex- and and express through his ego, like, do you know who I am? And blah, blah, blah. And I could blah, 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 blah. They take time to listen. Exactly. Like, yeah. that high-value woman and high-value man, like you're saying, like, immediately they're going to cross someone like that off and be like, bro, I don't really care. Like, I got other options because I'm high-value. I got other options, so I don't need to deal with people who are emotionally immature. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I call it the... Uh... When you said, like, people get an unhealthy obsession with, uh, like, watching that kind of content, I call it the Gary V effect. For Explain. The, all right. So, pretty much, you know, if you don't know, Gary V is uh, um, the spokesperson on, like, he's a motivational— We're on, like, 50 minutes. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, he's, like, a motivational speaker. He also owns a Fortune 500 company. He's a really big content creator. He's been making content for, like, decades, right? Um, and— I remember, like, it was, like, two years ago, maybe a year ago, I found his content, and it's very intriguing, you know what I'm saying? I, it's very inspiring as well. Um, and it tells you, like, yo, like, like you know, like, chase your dreams. You're, like, you have to be attentive. You have to knock down all the, the distractions and focus on your thing, which is very, very true, you know? And I believe that what he's saying is completely the truth. At the same time, I fear for the viewers that they get this dopamine rush of motivation, right? And and thinking that they're on that pace, right? But they haven't implemented these things. So it's like when people read the self-help books all the time or they talk about all this self-help and da-da-da, but there's no action behind it. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, if we're going to be real, 
if you want to get to that high value position, if you want to be all these things, it's going to require some dirty work. You know what I'm saying? Like really just grinding out stuff. And it's good to listen to those things to get inspiration. But throughout the day, if you're not like, all right, I'm going to make like, yo, Kanye, this man made five beats a day for three summers. Do you know how like hard that is, bro? Five beats a day? Like that's that's hard as hell. Like obviously when you're a good producer, you're able to do it quickly. Still creatively though, that's a lot to do. But he was so, you know, he was executing this so much so that when he got, you know, to that point where wherever he is, he knew it was his time. Hmm. He was like, yeah, I've, I've been manifesting this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, bro. It's that same philosophy that, Everyone wants to be one percent. They don't want to put in one, the one percent type work mm. because when it when the rubber really meets the road, do you want to do it? Yeah, you know, like are you gonna do it? Like, is your why big enough to overcome all the challenges and struggles? Because what ends up happening is that <clears throat> you might start off making thirty thousand dollars a year and you grind your way to forty. You know what I'm saying or whatever, and then you get to forty five, fifty. You get a nice job at sixty, seventy. You like, oh, I made it. And then you just, you, you kind of just chilling there. And then like maybe, you know, you, over the years, you slowly, just because of inflation over the next 20 years, you move to like 80 grand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did you cap out? And it's because like at a certain point, you got, you got complacent. You got mm. to the idea where it's like where I'm currently at in what I'm doing is acceptable to me. And as long as you have that mentality, like you're going to stay in, in wherever you are. And that might be OK, just given what it is. But don't ask why you're not, you know, making half a million dollars a year when you stop putting in the work and drive at seventy thousand dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's it's not a one to one correlation of everything. You know, of course, there's skill. I mean, in luck and genetics and whatever, you know, people want to throw in there. But goddamn, it's the only variable you can control. Mm. So play it to the best of your ability. You feel me? Like That's true. That's how I always look at it. It's like, yo, I can't control how, you know, conventionally attractive I am. I can't control who birthed me, you know, and where they birthed me and, and all that different stuff. But I can control how hard I work. Mm. I can control how prepared I am and where I present myself. And in that way, I may not be able to control opportunities. But when that opportunity comes, I'm going to snatch that shit. See, that's why we can't have one because our shit would be going off just like Joe yeah, Budden's. <laughs> we, we be saying some real shit, bro. We do, bro. We yeah. be dropping gems all episode. All the time. We be talking about this and that. And it's crazy. I know, man. Someone's, yeah. That's the thing is that when building up a catalog like this, though, of huge gems, it makes it so that when we grow and people look back, they'll be like, damn, these people have been doing this shit for a minute. Yeah. They've been saying this shit for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Especially the people who've been watching and rocking with us from the beginning, they're gonna, they're gonna know too. They're gonna be like, "Wow, I remember when," you know. And they were talking about they've been doing this for how many years? And that was how many years ago when they started the podcast. You know, yeah. so it's wild. It's very you know, very wild. Yeah, when we hit, you know, 100k subs at the end of this year, you know, it could happen. It will happen, yo. This 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 is it. This is it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got to help us, yo. Yeah. Help us. You know, if you guys enjoy our content, you guys enjoy. That's true. Yeah. Share it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that was pretty good. That can, that can wrap up, you know, everything we talked about. We talked about addictions. We talked about the nighttime routine thing and how it affected us. We talked about 
what you want and where you actually are. Um, yeah, overall, great podcast. I think so too, man. More, more, more things coming. So, like I said, more life. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, we got more equipment coming in. You know, we got facts, different themes and topics and backdrops and stuff. You know, you we're know always investing into our craft. Yeah, we don't just sit here and talk about it. If you've been rocking with us for the past twenty some episodes, you've seen how we've grown this. We're going to continue to grow. <laughs> so grow with us. You feel me? Hit that like button, subscribe, everything, whatever. Follow <laughs> us. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, bro. <laughs> this man over here just doing the bird man like. Ha <laughs> 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 No, but yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. We deeply, deeply appreciate it. It only goes up from here. And this is Ahmed. And Luffy. And this is the Brotherly Love Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Peace.